Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Code Untapped Tech Talk. I'm Ez. And I'm Jay. And we're going to be discussing everything coding, tech, and startup related. Hey, everyone. So welcome to another Code Untapped Tech podcast. You've got me, Ez, and we've got Jason. Say hello, mate. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good stuff. Yeah, so I know you can't. Uh, so some people might see us because you know they you can watch us on youtube but i think a lot of people are probably listening to us on um on spotify i think we're on apple and a whole bunch of different things at the moment soundcloud everywhere it's pretty cool pretty cool but anyway how are you doing jay i'm good i'm good just busy is just busy it's mental at the moment mental yeah, mental always, mental man. i mean what's it they say yeah, yeah. If you want to get something done give it to a busy person so that must mean you're getting yeah. stuff done at the moment <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as you know, as we're we're just uh, just about to open our funding round, our first funding yeah. round, just a small yeah. round. Yeah, so um, just busy doing all of the paperwork around that, uh, the SEIS assurance. Um, to be clear, that's for Yome, not for CodeUntap. So Yome, is not for CodeUntap. This is for Yome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all things like SEI insurance. Uh, the data room preparation, making sure that the, the pitch is correct, the, sorry, the deck is correct and and all of those things. And doing that whilst keeping the platform lights on on the platform as well and pushing yeah. out changes on the platform as well. So that's, it's quite difficult. And so, and speaking to investors and also, you know, talking to prospective new hires and stuff as well. So there's a lot going on in this space. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? That reminds me. So I think our next talk we're going to be doing on fundraising with Andy Davis, who's a good friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, But given everything you're going through, we should definitely do a talk on what it takes to actually start a funding process, right? Mm. I mean, that's a big black box for a lot of people. They don't really know what it means, what you're going to cover, and all the things that you've had to go through over the last few weeks. So we Mm. won't talk about that today, but that's definitely definitely (laughs) going to come up. But today, I think, you know, the subject today, incubators versus accelerators. And I think this is a subject that's starting to come up for you now. So I know I've touched on it with you, whether or not you Mm. should be in an incubator or an accelerator. Um, What are your thoughts at the moment? Have you thought about this? You know, is it something you want to do? Well, it's interesting because initially I was in, when we were building out the initial, you know, building out the initial prototype and uh, yeah. the, little, the first MVP of Yome, we weren't in an incubator or, or we weren't in an incubator or an accelerator. I didn't really know what 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 they did or what they meant, to be honest. And uh, right. we were just building stuff in isolation, yeah? And we were just like, focus, head down, let's just get this stuff out, let's just get this stuff out. But looking back, I think that, I missed out on an opportunity to learn a lot. I've, I think, so I'd, I, I'm going to ask you about incubators and accelerators because right. I, I want to know, you know, the differences and when you should, depending on the stage you are in your, you know, right. in your growth as a startup, which one you should go for and stuff like that. But I'm just thinking about it from the perspective of there's a bunch of people or bunch of companies all at the same sort of stage, Yeah trying to build stuff yeah and i think just having that camaraderie around um what you're doing how to position yourself what are your visions and it's interesting because you might have a vision for your for your product or service but 
other people look at it and just see something else. Yeah. 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 And they can just throw a different light on what you're doing. Yeah. And obviously that, you know, not to be swayed from what you're doing, but just to have that different perspective, I think is valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, um, for me with Yom, I, I, I think I missed out on not having that uh, interaction with other startups going along the same journey and I think it would have been invaluable yeah. for me would have been really invaluable for me but yeah so just pushing it but because this is really your space as you know a lot right. about this so what um so first of all just tell me the differences just talk about the differences between incubators yeah. and accelerators first before we get into you know what stage you need to yeah. be at before you go well, I think you know it, it's it's a concept that really confuses people because they're really similar really, on the Mm. face of it. Both incubators and accelerators support early-stage startups from different stages, give them various access to various resources, guidance, and help them raise funding in some way, shape, or form, right? So on the face of it, people are, what's the difference? They're the same, right? Well, fundamentally, if we look at an accelerator, the purpose of an accelerator is to help founders, typically with an existing startup, who demonstrate some potential for rapid growth, who with the appropriate support, advice, training, and mentoring will be able to develop their startup to the next stage, go to market, raise funding, and explode, right? So Mm -hmm. typically an accelerator operates with cohorts that Mm -hmm. operate within a certain timeframe, usually three to six months. And then what they will do, they'll run some type of selection process where they will select startups to join those cohorts within their accelerators. They will then support them for three to six months with mentoring, advice, guidance, access to clients, and the rest to get them from where they are today to the point that they have a product that they can actually push into the market and are getting early traction. And then typically there's some form of demo day where they will then help those startups get early stage funding from other investors. And usually they'll take, um, they, they may put some equity into, they may put some, sorry, some capital into the startup in, re- in return for equity. Uh, it might be that they just get paid a fee for doing this, but that's typically the model, how it works. So we're talking about established startups, need help getting to the next level, join in a mm-hmm. cohort, usually through some selection process, three to six months with established help and support. And then, fundraising at the end of that process, right? Mm. So a typical accelerator that everyone's probably heard of is Y Combinator, right? Y Combinator works exactly this model. They take on a cohort. You're in that program for, I think it's three months. Y Combinator puts money into your startup in return for 7%. It's varied over the years. It was originally Mm -hmm. 20 grand and it was 120 and it was 330. Now I think they're talking about half a million going into these companies in return for 7%. Um, they'll do a whole bunch of coaching with you over the next three months to really get you investor ready. And then you'll have a demo day where other investors will look to invest into your company. And that's a typical accelerator model. So what is an incubator? So, well, the clue's in the name, right? So very Mm -hmm. much like incubators are used for newborn babies, right? An incubator takes founders, usually recruits founders who may not have an idea, or they might have the inception of an idea and they will bring them together with their own resources 
to help them take that idea from literally a PowerPoint to actual first product. Now, this isn't always done. It's, it tends to not be cohort-based. So they'll take them on as and when they can, right? And they'll help develop them to a certain stage. Obviously, they'll take some form of either a fee or percent or ownership of that organization. And the whole point is they will help develop you over time. There is no kind of, here's our pitch day session. We're only mm. with you for three to six months. It will be whatever their time frame is. So they typically like to support the startup. So some well-known incubators who operate in that model tend to be more your founders factory, um, Blenheim Chalcott or another one. Um, Zinc VC operate in a similar way to that as well. Um, Enterprise First acts more in, sorry, um, yeah, Enterprise First acts in that fashion. They're kind of a cross between your incubator and accelerator model, but they definitely like to grow, grow these startups through throughout cohorts. So really it comes down to um, stage, it comes down to uh, how developed the startup is. Uh, does the, is the organization, whether it's an incubator or an accelerator, trying to grow you or just trying to get you to the next stage so you get funding, right? And mm. as I said, often with the incubator model, uh, it might be that you don't even come in with the idea. You're just a great founder who is then mm. recruited to build these startups, which is when we start mm. to think more about the kind of venture builder type models mm. as well. Mm. So... Mm. There you go. There's a bit of a description between how the two different how the two models work and how they differ. Mm. I think the question for me is would be um, you use the you use the term established, yeah. So can you just drill down into that? Because I mean, there's that that that's that's that could, that sounds so vague. <laughs> Because <laughs> established can mean so much things, you know. I mean, established yeah, yeah, yeah. can mean right, you've raised seed funding, or it can mean yeah. you know, you've built a product, or it means that you know you've got invest, you've got channel partners or something, but you haven't built a product. It can mean lots of stuff. So yeah. in your in, in in your in your mind, what does what does really what does it really mean for to to sort of approach an accelerator and say, right, you know, I'm an established startup? What does that yeah. really mean? Well, it, it, that's the problem. It can mean multiple things, right? Because mm. um, YC, they're an accelerator. And, mm-hmm. But you can join YC with just a pitch deck. Right? Yeah. Pitch yeah, deck yeah. and a team. You do need a mm-hmm. team, but you do need a pitch. But you don't have to have a product yet. You just have to have the mm-hmm. idea and you mm-hmm. have to set up your company, right? So you have to be incorporated and you mm-hmm. have to, you know, have a very strong vision for what you want to build. That's really key. Have to mm-hmm. have a strong vision for them. As you know, you've you've applied for YC. Yeah, the past, yeah, right? yeah. They're um, me as the ah, yeah, but you know, <laughs> you, you got him right the last minute. I wasn't. Really, I know, I know, I know. I don't know. I wasn't really surprised. So. And then you've got organisations like Tech Nation. Tech Nation have mm-hmm. an accelerator program as well, a very well established one. And yeah, typically, great. to join the Tech Nation program, you have to, you know at least on your first round, right, of fundraising. So mm-hmm. you're probably, you've probably done a pre-seed round and you're now looking mm-hmm. for seed round funding. And you've got a team together. You've got a vision. You've probably got the first version of your product as well. Um, you mm-hmm. might not have traction, but still very early stage. So they're more seed-level companies. So they're both accelerators, but ready or established can mean quite mm-hmm. different things different based things. off yeah. those two. Mm. And then... In terms of what 
what does it look like in terms of from a percentage wise? So you say you've got a hundred startups, yeah. What would be on average, what would be the percentage of you know startups getting into an established accelerator? So something like Tech Nation or something like YC. You know, yeah, what I, I'm around. not sure I could answer that one. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know what the rate of joining is. I mean, if you consider the size of these cohorts versus the total population of startups. It's going to be very small, isn't it's it? It's going to be small, right? It's going to be very, very small. The mm-hmm. more interesting fact is that the success rate for accelerators. Yeah. Um, so startups that join an accelerator and then go on to successfully you know, grow to a, you know a big exit, whatever. It's about fourteen percent, right? So wow. it's not That's... it's not high. Yeah. 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 So even joining an accelerator isn't a guarantee of success, mm. but it does mm. give you advantages that you wouldn't have before, right? You have mm. your peers around you. You're in a group of other startups. You've got access to guidance and advice. You get um, put in front of a room full of investors whose mission, whose goal it is to invest, right? So it mm. removes a lot of those barriers. And also that YC, for example, acts as almost a reference for you. The fact that you're in the YC accelerator yeah. says, well, mm. okay, there must be something about you guys. So mm. it, you've almost removed one of the biggest problems for investors, which is that element of doubt. Can these guys really do what they say they do? Are mm. they the right team? Should I be, should I be thinking about them? Should I focus on another organization? And but by being in that room, it's kind of like, okay, tick. You know, someone's already said these guys are solid, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, or this team is solid. Sorry, I always use the term guys. I, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. I try not. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I you know, sorry, I, I got a little bit distracted. Yeah, so I'm thinking. I mean, from what you're saying, the FOMO effect is really, really strong with accelerators. Absolutely. You know, if you're in the right, yeah. if you're in the right accelerator, um, the, the mm. FOMO effect can be really, really important, right? You know, I often say, if you get into YC, you're probably going to raise a few million, right? Mm. Um, it doesn't always happen. That doesn't mean that your company is going to be successful. It just doesn't mean your people... company is going to be successful <laughs> either, right? Raising money and being successful are not the same thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've seen order, that we've seen uh, that absolutely, absolutely. but in order to become successful raising money is you know, it's important you important. need capital yeah 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 but you know it's, it's, it's interesting you talked about that kind of stats some some really interesting facts here is that for example some very well-known companies were launched through business incubators so dropbox and airbnb mm-hmm. um, was launched through a business incubator right and actually, found a statistic for you, an estimated 40% of startups seeking investments receive investment from a direct incubator program connection, right? So about mm. 40% of startups seem to go through some form of incubator or accelerator. Doesn't mean they're all in YC, right? Because mm. there's a, mm. a lot of incubators and accelerators out there. But what, mm. what that says to me is that if it's a very valuable route for you to go through if you're an mm. early stage company, just for all those reasons, right? It's like, yeah. if you want to learn, you go to school. Why do you go mm. to school? There are other people there that you can learn alongside and it's the most mm. effective way to do it, right? So mm. you can try and learn by yourself, but it's it's a difficult road. Yeah, yeah. Down. You don't want to reinvent the wheel because some of this yeah. stuff is well-trodden. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And why, why should the problem... And the thing people 
ignore. The problem with reinventing the wheel is that you're just wasting your time because you're learning mm. things that people have already learned. Just mm. get someone else to tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> full of, yeah, just full of, full of the scripts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, it's something is that with Yom, I'm definitely considering the accelerator route. Yeah. Right. And um, so in choosing it, in choosing an accelerator, what what sort of things should uh, a founder look look for when deciding to go with this accelerator or that accelerator? What how, how do you determine the best fit for your own startup? I think look at the types of startups that typically get accepted to that accelerator. Check them. Mm-hmm. Um, your type of organisation is well suited. Because every accelerator will have its own team, will have mentors and advisors that support that group. And they will have mm-hmm. skills and they will have um, verticals that they're best suited for. So if uh-huh. you're a fintech startup joining an accelerator that seems to largely cater to medtech startups, it's probably not going to be not the best place for you because they won't mm-hmm. have the experts who help you with your sales strategy, your growth strategy, your funding model, your pitch deck, all of it, you know, um, so that, that's really important. Um, the other thing I'd say is actually talk to people who've been through those accelerator programs and see mm-hmm. how they found it, because different accelerators have very different experiences, right? And, you know, even things, and, and to be clear as well, if you come from an underrepresented background, the, the research shows that even underrepresented founders in accelerators can have pretty negative experiences. Um, actually, um, I know a few accelerators have reached out to me and said they typically find, especially uh, black entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs in their accelerators tend to leave earlier or tend wow. to give them feedback, which is I didn't feel supported within this accelerator. And I've found, I've seen it as well. Mm. I won't name names, but uh, I spoke to a specific accelerator and as under the guise of Impact X, I wanted to speak to diverse founders, right? Let me introduce mm-hmm. me to diverse founders in your cohort. Mm-hmm. They're like, great, we will do. Introduce me to a whole bunch of really interesting founders. Some of them were definitely not diverse. And I'm like, why am I speaking to this team? I don't really <laughs> understand. And then afterwards, I got speaking to a, a black female um, founder of a startup, just talking, talking. And then it turned out she was at this accelerator. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you were at this accelerator? I was, no one even told me about you. Uh, when were you there? And she, she told me when she was there. And it coincided with that moment when I asked this team right. to introduce yeah, yeah. me to, to their founders. And I was just stunned. She, she'd been there the whole time and they hadn't told me about this person. Instead, they introduced me to some white male founders, which completely don't fit the remit that Impact X is looking for. And, you know, no surprise, she chose to leave that accelerator. Interestingly, they were one of the accelerators that reached out to me, and they're a very well-known accelerator, reached out to me asking for help and advice on how they can help retain (laughs) black talent. And I'm like, well, it's quite easy. You know, make sure you introduce them to the right people when they ask to be introduced. So, So it's things like that you've got to be really careful about. So have a look at the type of startups that they support do your research, speak to people who've been in those programs and um, find out what experience they've had. And then finally, see if you can get any numbers on actual success rates of those companies. What have they gone on to do? 
You know, have mm-hmm. they raised more money? Have they become unicorns? Have they exited? Have they become sustainable businesses? What have been the outcomes mm-hmm. for those businesses? And then, you know, from that, you can make a decision. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, we're almost out of time on that. So yeah, what about we are. everything you've heard? incubators accelerators right for you yeah i think yeah so for me i think i'm a bit i'm a bit late in the day for an incubator and to be honest it's not the route that i had envisaged um when we when we started yome so but the accelerator sounds exciting yeah and i've actually started that process already and i've been speaking to um a few accelerators actually so it's something that we'll probably look to do once we've finished the funding round yeah definitely yeah so definitely excited about yeah yeah working in that space and seeing some of the other founders and hearing their journeys as well because i think it's just an invaluable experience yeah yeah brilliant so well some examples of some accelerators for anyone who's listening these are ones you should think about you've got startup bootcamp got entrepreneur first y combinator obviously 500 startups tech stars NFX, some of these are US-based, like NFX, but, you know, they might have programs over here. Antler is another one. Bethnal Green mm-hmm. Ventures, great one, especially if you come from a diverse background. Distilled Ventures and Wayra, uh, which I know very mm-hmm. well because a good friend of mine, Gary Stewart, used to run it. So, mm-hmm. um, and they're the Telefonica um, Accelerator. Mm-hmm. So there is you go. Tech- There's some is, that, is that Techstars or is that um, TechNation? Tech Nation. Oh, and Tech Nation. A... Yeah, I forgot about yeah. Tech Nation as well. They have their own yeah. accelerator program. And mm. obviously, we've got Code Untapped is acting more as an incubator. So, you know, yeah. it's it's kind of dabbling in that space. So watch that. Watch Code Untapped as well. So I think that's I think that's it for today's program, guys. Or everybody, team out there. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so look, I think. As always, it's been it's been brilliant catching up with you, Jay, and talking to everybody about what we're doing and what you're doing. Um, for those people who are listening, you know, please watch the space. As I said, our next one should be um, to do with Andy Davis. You know, he's a superstar in the in the VC world. So keep an eye out for that. Most definitely, mm. and he's just a good guy as well. So, and also, mm. look, we would love to know what you think. So please do leave a review if you've listened to one of our podcasts or watched one of our YouTube videos. And for today, that's it from me. Jay, anything from you? Well, I, I usually say carry on coding, but just carry on the, the good fight and getting your start up to where you want it to be. Carry on building, right? That's what I think that's right. Carry on building. Carry on building. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Take care, everyone, and see you next time. Cheers, guys.